Welcome to Energetically Speaking with Ariel Hardy. In our program today, we'll explore some of the most common issues people go to energy healers for, what these conditions look like energetically, and also how to maintain your energy field yourself. Now here's your host, Ariel Hardy. Welcome to Energetically Speaking. I'm your host, Ariel Hardy. I'm an energy healer. Today's show, Knowing When to Let Go, could also be called How to Let Go Gracefully. (laughs) Kind of like when you're hanging off of a cliff, how to just gracefully drop. Today's show has three parts to it. In the first section, I'll explain what letting go means and what it looks like energetically. In the second part of the show, I'll talk about knowing when and how to let go of love relationships. And in the third part of the show today, I'll be talking about the ultimate let go, which is when we die. The three parts of the show will be divided by short commercial breaks. Um, If you want an energy healing from me, all the info you need to get hold of me is in those commercials. The earth is an interesting place to live on, as we all know, because we're all here together. Everywhere we turn, people are struggling. It seems that once we get on our feet, Many of us get knocked right back down again. To me, this is just the nature of this planet. So how are we supposed to let go and trust in these circumstances? It's like we're all working all day long to build our sandcastles on the beach, only to have them washed away by the tide every single night. And then we rebuild the sandcastle, and then it gets washed away again. It's almost like we're in training every day here on this earth for the ultimate let go when we die. It's like every so often we have a huge loss or a setback so that we can practice letting go all over again. I know this one guy in Pittsburgh who lost his house to foreclosure. So he decided to make a fresh start and moved his whole family to Louisiana, only to have all of his belongings, except what he could throw into a small boat that he towed behind his car, washed out to sea in Hurricane Katrina. He lost every material thing he owned in that house, including antiques, old photographs, old books he had saved from his grandparents. You know, at what point do you give up or do you quit trying? I mean, you work so hard to build something and then it can just get wiped out in a single moment. Think of it as being a toddler. So you stand up, you start walking, and you fall down. You don't quit. You don't give up. You try again over and over again. A toddler doesn't just sit there overthinking in their brain, this must be a lesson. God is telling me something. Maybe I'm not supposed to walk. That's what a lot of us do. We, we overanalyze everything instead of just understanding it's just part of being a human. You stand up, you fall down. You might even have a good cry to get the frustration or the pain out, and then you go again, laughing and playing All the while, unafraid that you might fall back down again because you are. We live on earth. Think of a kid trying to ride a bike for the first time and they wreck five times in one day. They might get hurt. They might quit for a little while. But then usually they go back out there and they try again the next day, if not that very same day. Giving up or quitting is really different than letting go. To me, quitting has an energy of despair or feeling sorry for yourself in it. If a person has given up, what it looks like energetically is that their crown vortex or this big open disc that sits in the top of the head will shut down. 
It's supposed to be open and all this beautiful white light from God and the angels is supposed to pour through you and heal you and bring you all this positive energy and positive thinking. But when it shuts down, none of that flow, none of that light is coming in. So the energy field begins to turn dark. It begins to shrink in because it's not getting any new light in it. So then what happens to our emotions is we start to get bitter and we start to feel angry. We feel jaded. It's like saying, I'm not going to flow anymore which is the same as saying, I'm not going to really live anymore. or I'm just going to sit here and be miserable until I die. The problem with that is that if you are miserable here on this earth, you're accidentally creating a miserable existence for yourself on the other side too when you cross over when you die. How we are here seems to impact what our individual afterlife is like. You most definitely do not want to do anything here on earth that keeps your energy field dark. You want to stay open. You want to stay bright. Letting go is very different than giving up. By letting go, we flush out all stagnant energy in our lives and in our energy fields. The energy field or the bubble of light that you're living inside of will reflect what's happening in your life. People think I'm psychic when they've had an energy healing with me, but I'm not. I'm just able to see with my third eye or my inner vision where your energy is blocked. So in a session, I might say to you, hmm, you should have a river of light flowing through the career side of your body from your right shoulder down through your right foot. But it's blocked up by stuck energy that's now turned black because it's not flowing. And then I'll ask you, what's causing that? Do you feel like you're stuck in your career? The way that I know this is that in the work that I do the le- is that the legs for me as a healer represent action and the right side of the body represents career. So for me as a healer, if I'm looking at your left half of the energy field, it symbolizes relationships. By left, I mean your left. So As an energy healer, if your energy is stuck and blocking the river on your left from your shoulder to your foot, my job is to help you let go of whatever's in the way of that flow through your body and in your relationship. I'll use my hands to do this. I'll use my breath like this. I just move the energy through these rivers. And, And what happens to you guys after you leave a session is things change for you. Things start moving in your lives. In the moments when it's time to let go, we usually have two choices. We can hang on desperately or we can just give it to God and allow the bad thing to happen, trusting that we're going to be able to create something just as amazing as the thing we are losing, and sometimes it can even be better. When we let something leave us, a space is created where that was. It's like we remove a dam in our rivers, which then moves the energy through you which then in turn makes it flow through your life. I've had people say that right after one of my energy healing sessions, they walked right out and got a new job or met someone that they're now in a relationship with. It's like when we allow the ocean waves to flush all of our belongings out to sea, energetically, we're unblocking a dam within our own flow of the rivers or vortexes in the energy field. In letting go, we're getting out of the way for movement to happen in our lives. Sometimes you can't just always let go and do nothing. Sometimes you have to fight. Like when the man left his home to escape Katrina, 
he knew he was saying goodbye to everything he owned, but at the same time, he was fighting to save his four kids and his wife. The main roads were all backed up with the traffic from the evacuation, so he had to use a map and figure out how to take the back roads and how to go fast on dirt, bumpy roads. And at one point, their little boat that they were towing with whatever they could stuff into it behind them started to come unhitched from the car. So it was this very dangerous escape where he was pushing and fighting to save them. Knowing when to let go and when to fight is like a dance. Sometimes you're doing both at the same time. It's kind of like driving in traffic. Sometimes you slow down and wait. And sometimes you speed up and you come, become more aggressive depending on what's happening around you and your instinct. A few years back, my landlord announced that not only was my lease up a month earlier than I thought it was, because there were two different dates on the lease, but that he was also booting me out of my office space so that some scumbag down the hallway could have my space. And the man down the hall even had the same last name as mine. And he also had the same occupation as my wonderful father. So their businesses had almost identical names. I felt like I was being betrayed by one of my own, only they'd been mean to me since I moved in because they were secretly planning on taking over my space. But because of the names being the same, I knew that it was meant to be. Underneath, I knew that what was happening to me was meant to be. It was almost like a sign from my guides. I always paid my rent on time, took care of the building, so the landlord tried to keep me in the building by offering me a discount if I took the small space upstairs. So the guys down the hall who were booting me out offered to move me up there for free out of their guilt. But I had four big rooms at the end of the hall. I had expanded. One room was where I was training healers to start their own practices. One room was where I did the healings and taught classes. I had a waiting room. I had an office. And upstairs was small. I could have argued with him, I could have ranted, I could have raged, I could have been this wild woman throwing shit around and threatening to curse them all, but I don't know how to do that, by the way. But instead, I just stood there and cried, because this was one of those moments where you don't fight. I could just feel it. You have to tune in with your chakras, your vortexes, to feel the situation. This was a moment to just let it all fall apart. Everything I had built needed to just fall apart. So my landlord dismissed himself quickly because he's very uh, uncomfortable and feeling guilty as I'm standing there crying, looking at the small space, and he said he'd let me think about it. So I called my mom, and we just, together on the phone, used our brain. We thought about it. Would this space be okay? And we looked at it five million different angles to see could I fit into a smaller space, and finally, we just decided I should just let it go. So I went home got my dog and headed out for a walk. You know, I could have gotten on the internet and called everyone and panicked, but instead I just walked to the top of this parking garage that I went to every day after work, and I would watch the sunset over the mountains. And when I got up there, I just looked out and I said, well, guides, well, angels, I let it go. And I just breathed. And I just relaxed my shoulders. I just asked them to remove all the stress and to open the way for me. I just told them, I don't know what to do. 
This is in your hands. I let go. Please open the way for me. I trust that you're going to take care of me. When we really open up to receive and to trust God, the universe, our angels, the crown vortex widens and widens and it becomes big and the angels come in and and we become bright and our energy starts flowing. If we go into stress, the opposite's going to happen. We're on our own. We're not creating a flow. The angels can't come in. So as I walked home, I headed the long way home for some reason and I ran into this painter in the neighborhood. So I really think he's an angel in disguise. He has white hair and he just calmly walks his dog about twice a day and everyone loves his dog and loves him and he just really listens to us. And I started telling him what had just happened to me. And he said, oh my gosh, I just painted a room for someone in a wonderful building and it looked like they had places for rent. So this is when you quit letting go and you kick into action. So I rushed home, jumped in the car, drove down there, looked at it, loved it. Beautiful, massive trees, tons of parking, a lake right across the street. It was perfect. The energy was so calm compared to where I was, where the people down the hall didn't want me there. There was a lot of construction around the old place. It was, it was congested. The energy felt congested. So the next day I drove down there again because no one had called me back. And again, in action, aggressive. The managers weren't there. Started talking to someone in the hall. She too looked like an angel. Blonde hair, very tall woman, very strong looking. She said, here, let me give you the manager's cell phone number. So I called it, went into action, went down there. He helped me design it. He helped me plan it all out. It's kind of like you have to know when to sit back and wait and when to flow forward quickly with focus. So the end of that story is I found my lease, proved to the landlord I had another month, which gave me time to have the perfect office built, the perfect walls, the perfect size healing room. I built one bigger than I'd ever had before. I put the healing room right in the middle of it so there was plenty of room for everyone's energy fields to expand out to the walls. And the painter actually came and painted my walls for me, a beautiful, beautiful cover. Uh, color. My income went up there. I did all those videos that I have on my website where I teach healing work. Did them all in that space. Another major time in this life that many of us have experienced letting go is in childbirth. So we start preparing for childbirth during the pregnancy. It's kind of like preparing for death your whole life. The pregnancy prepares you for the childbirth because you're sitting here letting go every single day. You're going, okay, now I'm throwing up. Okay, now my hips are widening. And yep, those would be my boobs that just got ginormous. And then the thing starts kicking you inside of you. You're sitting there trying to have a meeting and you're being kicked. So by the time the actual childbirth comes and it feels like a freight train is moving through your body, you're ready. So I was already an energy healer for the birth of my second child. So when those contractions hit and it felt like a dinosaur had me in its jaws and was shaking me in the air, I would just picture this crowd of strong African women, barefoot, standing together, wailing and swaying back and forth. And I just drew on their energy. I was just visualizing this. And then between the contractions, 
you know, you just have to let go because you know there's another one coming any minute. You just kind of have to just relax and let go as best you can before the next wave of the pain comes, the contraction comes. So to do this, I visualized that magical white bearded man from that book by Eric Carle. It's a children's book and it's called Draw Me a Star. So in in that book, there's the man is drawing a star up in the sky, but really what I saw it as is he was releasing a star into the sky and I would just let go and release that star and picture him doing that. The midwives said that after, four, four hours later, after I had the baby, they said that it was like I was this mermaid or I was like dancing in between the contractions. So I think I must have kind of been moving as if I was in water to be in that flow to help things move and stay out of the way at the same time. This life is full of opportunities, as we all know, to practice knowing when to let go and knowing when to fight. So before we go to break, I want to say a quick prayer. After the break, we'll talk about letting go in relationships. So first of all, let me just use this one little minute of time to bring in the angels around us. Help us to let go with our breath. Whatever it is that we're letting go of right now, we ask our angels and our guides to help us to do that. We ask that we're out of the way. We ask that we don't control it. We ask that we know the perfect timing. We know how to sit back. We know when to go forward in action. We know when to let the angels do their part and when to do our part. We release all stress. We give everything to God, everything, our whole path, our whole life. We give it to God. Okay, enjoy the commercial and I'll be right back. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Do you sometimes feel stuck, blocked, or simply not yourself? Do you want to feel happier, brighter, and lighter? Ariel Hardy, energy healer since 1996, can help by reconnecting you energetically to God, to the earth, and to your own spirit. Ariel can help heal the heart wounds from hurtful relationships and help get you back into your body and your power after experiencing life's traumas. Ariel can work on you anywhere in the world, communicating with you as she works through phone or Skype. Please visit the contacts page at arielenergyhealer.com to request an appointment. Would you like to learn how to do energy healing work yourself? Self-taught healer Ariel Hardy has created instructional videos for you to learn from. In these videos, Ariel shares tips and tricks of the trade from her unique style of healing work. Please visit her videos page at arielenergyhealer.com. That's A-R-I-E-L energyhealer.com. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to Energetically Speaking. Ariel Hardy would love to hear from you with any questions or comments about the show. Send an email to ariel at arielenergyhealer.com. That's A-R-I-E-L at arielenergyhealer.com. Now back to Energetically Speaking. 
We give thanks to the spear guides, the angels for clearing us and for lifting up everything in our way. We ask that we're able to let the light move through us. So welcome back. This is my fourth show here on Voice America. Today's show is called Knowing When to Let Go. We've all hit those moments in our love lives when we realize that maybe it's time to just let go instead of continuing to try to make it work. I had this wonderful boyfriend for a year. We were so in sync that when we had our first date, instead of making out on the porch, for those of you in other countries, that means like kissing and everything, at the end of the night, like most couples would do, we just stood there swaying and hugging and feeling the energy around us and between us. Of course, I would pick a boyfriend like that. As we embraced, I said, base chakra. And we just breathed and we both tuned into the base, which is the energy going down the legs, out the pelvic floor, into the earth. And we bent our knees and dropped the pelvis, bent our knees and dropped our pelvis so that we were grounded and we could each stand in our power with each other. And then I said, second chakra. And we breathed and we swayed and we felt the attraction between us. And we felt the power stored in the abdomen. Third chakra, which is the solar plexus or the stomach. And we just hugged and swayed back and forth, feeling the power and our confidence in the solar plexus that we each had proud of each other, admiring each other. Fourth chakra, that's the heart or the chest. And that's where we felt this love between us, even though we just met. And we were able to just let go of any guardedness and open that door and be brave. Fifth chakra or throat chakra. And there we released any tension or shyness and from that moment on spoke our truths. We felt like we could, sit, we could say anything to each other. Sixth chakra or third eye. That's when we put our foreheads together and from that moment on we were telepathic with each other. So he would think a thought, I would say it. I would think, oh, I need to ask him this, and then he would just say it. He would be driving to the house, and I would think, oh, my gosh, I need to tell him about this, and he would walk in the door and ask me. Seventh chakra, or crown vortex. And this is when we opened our crowns, our chakras in the top of the head, or vortexes, and we let the power of God in the angelic light in so that it was no longer just the two of us, a guy and a girl. It was this relationship that had God's presence in it. And we used that many, many times because he was just coming out of divorce and had a lot of big, huge decisions to make. And one early on was, should he sell his house? Should he rent his house? Should he stay in his house? And we were in our heads and our we were thinking and we were constantly looking at it from different angles. And, and we were doing this one day as we walked around the lake. And then before we left the lake, we decided to sit down and give it to God. So we prayed, and we let it go. We gave it to God. We got in the car, and we drove away. And when we, when we got to this intersection, this huge eagle flew right in front of our windshield. And both of us were so shocked because we'd never in our lives seen an eagle, <laughs> except in pictures, photographs. We took this as a sign that God was with us, that we would be guided along the way. 
Well, every relationship has its issues, of course, like the same old, same old argument that you just keep repeating again and again. So our issue was that when things got stressful in his life, he would suddenly resort to, I'm just going to go back to Africa, where he was from. He'd just been through a terrible divorce, and it was still continuing, and lawyers were involved. And in, here in the U.S., it's just, in, especially in Denver, it's no fun to go through a divorce. The laws here in Denver are so intense that if you're the one who makes the most money, even if it's not that much money, you have to pay for your children and pay your ex and continue to work even more to pay for all that. But you also have your children half time. So then you have to figure out how to go to work when you have to drive your kid to work and pick them up and take them to all their activities. So it's pretty intense here right now. I don't think it'll always be like this because it's obviously not working. So my boyfriend would just long for home. He would just want to go home because it was simpler there. When you had a divorce, you just walked away from each other and the whole village raised the children. There was none of this get a lawyer and you pay me and fighting. So every time we had that argument, I did everything I could to hang on, to keep him here with me and his little kids. I did healings on him and I channeled the guides for him and told him he should stay, and I helped him create a happy home, and I gave him my friendship, and my love, and my adoration, but you know it's time to let go when you realize that you're trying too hard, and that no matter how hard you try, it's still just not changing anything. I would go to my daughter, she's 18 now, barely, and I would ask her, what's going on in my relationship? And she would get out her tarot cards and spread them out on the floor. And she would say, he's leaving you. He's going back to Africa. I'd be like, are you sure? She'd say, yes, he's going back to Africa. And so a couple months later, I'd ask her again, how's my relationship now? "Mm, He's leaving you. He's going back to Africa. Are you sure? (laughs) So I prepared myself in my head. What if it's true? What if he does leave this happy home? This happy life leaves me and his kids. What if he really does it? And so I made myself face that. And I said, well, uh, I would have lots of space uh, in my new home with five bedrooms. And I would have no kids toys all over the house in the yard. And I'd be like searching for something good. I could, I could write books with all the space and the quiet. Um, I could travel. If I got lonely, I could just travel. I do this. I, I always face the worst so that I never hang on to anything or anyone. Some people think, oh, well, then you're going to create it. I don't think so. I think it gives me the freedom to make sure it lasts because it's happy and I bring in joy and I'm not holding on. So sure enough, one afternoon, we had that same argument where he threw up his arms and said, I should just go home. So this time, I turned to him and I said, okay, I let you go. And I hugged him goodbye. This created a huge energetic release for both of us. We felt scared. We felt excitement. We felt happy. We felt in love with each other. We felt admiration. It's like a dam had been removed from the relationship river on our left side of our bodies. And it was suddenly moving us downstream very quickly. In that split second, 
when I said, okay, I let you go. Our energy went from stuck, like there was always something wrong under the surface, to open and allowing that stuck energy to be spewed out of us and move us into a freedom and into an expansion. For hours after we decided that I was no longer going to spend the summer in Africa with him and his children, Voice America called me four hours later and said to me, would you like to do this radio show? And when they asked me if I could start in June and July, I said, uh, yes, as of four hours ago, I can. There was very poor internet where I was supposed to be in West Africa. So I would have to choose between the trip or the show if we hadn't just broken up and decided to go our separate ways. So now there was no issue. Everything was just flowing. It's like my angels were just catching me. When you totally let go of something filling the space, new energy will then fill in that space. It's like a big rock or boulder in a river. And someone comes along and uses force and pushes that rock out of the way. The water just rushes into that hole and fills it. It's just the nature of how energy works. To let go, you have to be in a pretty high vibe. It's not a pity party. It's a release of something that feels heavy or troubling so that you then feel lighter. Like you're giving it up to God and to the angels and guides. If you let go correctly, (laughs) you will feel peace and relief. You'll feel hopeful and trusting life in the universe that you will still be happy. I helped my boyfriend pack his things. We held hands, walked under the full moon. We were never intimate with each other again. Because if you have sex with someone, your energy merges. So good luck letting go of someone if you're still having sex with them. (laughs) A lot of you in my practice talk about, oh, I can't leave this lover. Whoa, quit having sex with them because you're re-merging every time you do that. So we just had this total respect for each other. We talked a lot and we helped each other do final things in that last week. He felt supported by me and encouraged by me and I felt the same freedom he was feeling. I felt this trust like my whole life was going to change and I had no idea what that would look like. As we were hugging goodbye, I spontaneously and energetically release the connection of our chakras from each other that we had built on that first date. I didn't plan this. It just happened. I suddenly just said base chakra, second chakra, third. And as I said this, every chakra began releasing. It looked like these ribbons of light that were connecting us began just sort of floating off as if in water or in the wind. So we were starting to disconnect all the way up through till we got to the crown. Letting go is a process. It's just not that easy. Like, woo, it's done. A week later, when he drove away in his car, I began sobbing and sobbing. So right after we released the connection of of the chakras. So from the moment that we said goodbye, I let you go. And the moment he drove away, that was one week's time. So we didn't really have time to grieve. We were still in the shock of change. So... As his car drove away and he was headed to the airport, I began, of course, sobbing. 
You do not want to have that kind of cry because it rips out the mesh or the screens made of white light across the vortex of the chest. And it can leave you unable to then process any grief because the chakra is damaged and it can't spin and it can't flush itself out. So I had a backup plan. <laughs> I always have a backup plan. I had told my daughter before I said goodbye to him, if I come in this house and I fall apart and I can't stop crying, here's what you're supposed to do. So as I curled up on the couch, my daughter jumped into action. She ran and got her tarot cards, laid them out on the ground, and she just began drawing the cards. And what she read was, this relationship was good for you. Right now, this relationship is no longer serving you. Do not give up on love. You will have love again. As she was reading, I sat up on the couch. I stopped crying. I could feel source, the light of source pouring over us because you can't read tarot cards if you're not connected to source. You have to let the spirit guides and angels move your hands and guide you and talk through you. And so the angels came in, God's presence was there, and I was okay. You can't be ripping out your heart chakra and connected to God at the same time. If you're connecting to God, you're healing. So I knew the next day would be very, very hard. My first full day alone in the empty house. So I had it all planned out. <laughs> I just started doing chores around the house because I knew that if I kept moving in silence, you know, didn't call everyone and go over it all on the phone, but just stayed in silence and kept moving, that I would stay super grounded. And that's going to be another show that I do on what grounding is and how to stay grounded. I knew the energy would go down through my feet and into the earth if I just kept moving. So I'm slowly mowing the grass. <laughs> and I played this game in my head all day long. I made myself name the reasons I did not want him. So I'm crying and I'm mowing and I'm thinking I'm so sad. Three reasons you don't want him. Three reasons you're not sad. Three reasons you're actually excited, Ariel. And I said, uh, he won't burn up my favorite pan again because he's doing kung fu out in the yard and leaves it on the stove. Um, and then I start crying again. Three reasons that you do not want him. Uh, he'll never let my dogs out again on accident when he's doing kung fu in the backyard and leaves the gate open. <laughs> so by the end of the day, I was starting to laugh about these things and make my way out of the deep, dark well. At first, I didn't believe anything I was saying. By the end of the day, I was kind of getting into it. Like, yeah, three reasons this is going to be great. So as the weeks moved on, I just kept healing myself. I have this theory where I just believe we should just heal it. We should just heal everything. You don't have to overanalyze everything or talk to death. You could just heal it. So at night, when I pull the blankets up over me, I would say over and over again, I love you. I love you, Ariel. I love you. I love you. It was almost like I was channeling angels all around me. Every day, I would go down to this bridge on the creek and I would face the water moving away from me and I would say, I let go. I allow my life to change. I go with the flow and let time keep moving. And I would see that water as taking away all the sorrow and all the pain. And then I would cross the bridge to the other side and I would face the water coming in toward me. And I would say, I bring in love 
I bring in health. I bring in happiness. I bring in prosperity. I ask that this empty space is filled in my life. I allow this to happen. I spend a lot of time walking to this waterfall down this trail and I would sit there and at first it was terrible. I remember the memories of, oh, the kids used to play here. But slowly I began to take it over where slowly it became my place with my angels. I did a healing on myself just like I do on you guys where I cleared the more connections between him and myself. I would call my mom and we would pray together. I had many guests come and stay with me to fill the house. Lots of family showing up, lots of play, lots of laughter. So in about a month, I was good. I was, I was through the hard part. It's like the angels were just catching me and not letting me fall, but I was doing my part to bring in healing. I filled that house with joy and lightness. I prayed in it. I danced in it. I laughed and I created in it. I cried and I sang. I became just as happy alone as when I had my boyfriend and his kids filling the house. I allowed my energy to expand and I let it flood over my land. And this began to feel liberating and like freedom. My energy began to rise so that there was no depression, no sorrow. But I was just moving on down the river. I was already in a whole new life, a whole new place. This is how energy works. If you truly let go, new light will flow into the place where something was. And thanks to this radio show, the time I would have spent with my boyfriend and his kids is now filled with writing down all my knowledge from my 20 years as a healer to get ready for the Monday show. So something I've been too busy to do all of these years. So I give thanks for the extreme change. I give thanks for the quiet and the space. The key to letting go is to move gracefully into that backup plan and to open yourself up to a plan that you didn't even think of, like my radio show this summer. It's the light of the angels and the light of your own spirit within you that makes you happy. Not a person and not a situation, but the light within you. After the commercial, we'll talk about the biggest let go of all, which is when we die. I'll be right back. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Do you sometimes feel stuck, blocked, or simply not yourself? Do you want to feel happier, brighter, and lighter? Ariel Hardy, energy healer since 1996, can help by reconnecting you energetically to God, to the earth, and to your own spirit. Ariel can help heal the heart wounds from hurtful relationships and help get you back into your body and your power after experiencing life's traumas. Ariel can work on you anywhere in the world, communicating with you as she works through phone or Skype. Please visit the contacts page at arielenergyhealer.com to request an appointment. Would you like to learn how to do energy healing work yourself? Self-taught healer Ariel Hardy has created instructional videos for you to learn from. In these videos, Ariel shares tips and tricks of the trade from her unique style of healing work. Please visit her videos page at arielenergyhealer.com. That's A-R-I-E-L energyhealer.com. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel.
You are listening to Energetically Speaking. Ariel Hardy would love to hear from you with any questions or comments about the show. Send an email to ariel at arielenergyhealer.com. That's A-R-I-E-L at arielenergyhealer.com. Now back to Energetically Speaking. Welcome back. Today's topic is knowing when to let go. So usually when we're alive, we're working towards survival. So we're constantly working on this. We make sure we have plenty to drink and do we have enough food and do we have enough money and we've got to go fight and make that money or, or let go and allow the money to come in and we build shelters and we make sure we have clothing for when it's hot and clothing for when it's cold and we get enough sleep and we have enough nutrients, most of us. <laughs> but when the body begins to fall apart, despite all of our efforts to keep it well, there's a level of letting go that needs to happen like no other time. I remember one time this woman who was fighting for her life against a very aggressive cancer came in for an energy healing. And when I asked her to let go of all of her stress and tension and to just let me work on her and just, and just help me by letting go to give this to God, at first she began to panic like, well, if I let go, am I telling the universe that I don't want to live? A lot of people think that. It was a great question because often that's the very reason we don't let go. We, we don't want to tell the universe that we would just like to, to quit. We're afraid that, that it's just like saying I give up. But when I explained to her that relaxing and letting go on my healing table would actually move out stuck energy and make room for the healing light to come in, she was totally able to let it all come pouring out. She cried and she cried as massive amounts of the black energy of stress, cancer, excess chemo energy just flushed out of her body. I just walked around around the healing table using my hands, my breath to move the black out of her body and out of her energy field. I was just breathing, moving it out, flushing it through. So by the time we finished the session, she was completely emptied out. And like we said earlier, when there's an empty space, the light can flush in and fill it if you're praying to God, if you're asking for it to. So I was able to then pour in this blue light of healing all through where there was cancer in her body. And, and then the angels poured into the room to support her and help her. And they brought this gorgeous yellow light. Because she let go in that moment, she didn't have to use her own force and strength to survive anymore. But she could just float in the miraculous healing light and allow the angels to work on her. The happy ending to that story is that she did beat that cancer. One time a woman came in who was told that she only had a few weeks to live. She didn't even know she had cancer a week ago. She came in because she wanted to be prepared emotionally and energetically because she knew she was about to die. She had a 16-year-old daughter that she was very, very close to. And so she was conflicted because part of her was ready, part of her felt really bad about leaving her daughter and wanted to know she'd be okay. So what we did is we just looked at her life. We looked at all of her accomplishments. She had really lived. She had loved. And she had such a kind heart. She had helped so many people. We prayed for her daughter. And then it's kind of like I gave her permission or the spirit guides through me gave her permission to just enjoy the let go because she really was. She could sense the angels all around her. She was being so brave. 
She wasn't fighting and hanging on. She knew this is a moment where you let go, and she gracefully did so. That was one of my favorite healings. To me, death is a miraculous moment. It reminds me of when a child is born and there's this miracle that's happening. We're transitioning. When it comes time to die, if we don't feel ready, then it can be pretty tricky to make it safely across to the other side. When we die, it's like the ultimate let go. For death to go smoothly, you want to relax and give in to it. I heard a story that my grandfather actually punched out the nurse right before he died. Talk about fighting your death. (laughs) I think a lot of people do that. They just suddenly go into violence right at the last minute like, no, dying, dying is kind of like being born. So when we're born, you know, we come down through the base chakra of the mother. But when we die, we usually go straight up and out the crown vortex in the top of our head. That becomes the tunnel of light. That's the opening into the other side. That's why we're always opening it to download light into us. And then instead of midwives, we have the angels. Sometimes they cradle us, especially if you're a child or a baby. They just take you under their wings and they carry you across. Sometimes they'll put us onto this kind of, it reminds me of, of like we're lying on a bed or something and they just kind of, or a boat, like a canoe, and they just take us across like we're on water or through a tunnel of light. Sometimes we walk with them and they just have their arm in our arm and guide us. When we fight this and we don't trust them, because we've never talked to our angels or guides before, or we don't believe in them, we're in trouble. (laughs) Because angels don't force you to go to the light. You have free will, and they'll just totally let you go wherever you want to go. If you fight death and you resist leaving the earth, you can get trapped in these in-between layers. There are many times when you guys come in for a healing or call in where I found a ghost or a spirit of someone you love right up next to you, living off of your energy. People all talk about, oh, it's a friendly ghost in my house. Or no, it's it's not a fun little happy situation there. That spirit is a ghost because it missed the light. It's stuck there. It's It's in a gray level and it's using your energy to live off of. That's not okay. Other times I'll track people who died and find them lost in the universe somewhere. Like they're in these planes or realms where it's just silent and they're not thinking and it's kind of like they're in a dream and they're walking round and round. Sometimes I'm able to use my free will and get the angels to come with me and help those people get out of those places. So these are the kind of things that happen when you don't let yourself just let go and move across. That's why I say it's important to practice letting go now every time you can in this life so that when the big moment comes, we're ready. We've practiced. Talk to your angels and your guides and build some trust so that when the time comes, you can let go and allow them to take you into the gorgeous healing light. There was this one woman in my practice who was so ready to die. She wanted to live to be 100, and she did. (laughs) And so when she was 100, she died. But she had so mastered while she was living the let go part that every time she would fall as an old lady, she never broke anything because she'd suddenly just sort of like relax 
and she would just sort of melt down to the ground. So she would trip or fall, and she would just sort of fall into this little heap of looseness. <laughs> I really want to learn this. <laughs> so when she died, I tracked her. I traveled energetically to see where she went, and I found her on this bright yellow level or plane in the universe that looked like this big party. It's like there were lots of angels and lots of people that she seemed to know. And she was wearing this sparkly, long, fitted gown. And she was holding this kind of champagne glass. And everyone was laughing. It was just this sparkly, musical place. And she turned and saw me poking my head up into that level looking. And she just totally ignored me. <laughs> She turned her shoulder and her head and just kept enjoying herself. She wanted nothing to do with the old, nothing to do with earth. She was so happy to just move on. So I'm going to close today's show with a prayer and energy work for letting go of situations and relationships so that we don't stop our lives from happening, but we just roll with this experience here on earth so we get the most out of it before it's over. So take a few deep breaths. I call on the angels and the guides to move around us. I ask God's presence to move in and be with us and take us over. Crown Chakra. We ask the angels and the guides to clear our crown vortex in the top of our head. We ask that we're able to trust you, trust God, trust the angels. We ask that we're connected. We ask that we're not afraid. When everything falls apart, we're not afraid. We feel you with us, third eye. We let go of any resistant thoughts, any skeptical thinking. Any control. And we ask instead that you bring us clarity. So that we know when to fight and when to let go. So I'm just using my breath to clear us. Throat chakra. We let go of all pain. We let go of despair. We let go of neediness. We let go of wanting and desire, desperation. We get out of the way and we ask that instead our throat chakras are just filled with laughter and singing and prayer and allowing life to happen. Heart chakra. We ask that we're able to let go of pain. We ask that our wounds are healed. We ask that we're able to let go of someone that we love or loved, someone that hurt us. We ask that our heart chakras are empty 
so that new light may come in, new love may come in, so that we may celebrate this life, no matter what, it's, what is happening to us. Solar plexus. Solar plexus is over the stomach or the belly. We let go of who we once were, our identities. We let go of how people once saw us. We let go of a job we may have lost. We let go of a group of friends we may have lost or colleagues. We let go of it all. We let the new come in. We allow ourselves to connect to life in a completely different way. Second chakra, abdomen. Breathe into your abdomen, into your low back. We let go of a lover that we might still be attached to, that we've been wishing we were strong enough to leave. We let go of the loss of a baby that we may have lost in a miscarriage. We let go of someone who has died suddenly and ripped out the screens in our second chakra. We let go of anything that made us feel unsafe or traumatized. We let go of a home we may have lost. We let go of the trauma of money that we may have lost at some point in our lives. We get out of the way and we ask that new life comes in. We ask that new connections are made. We ask that prosperity pours in and safety and security in a whole new way. Base chakra. So pelvic floor all the way down through between the feet. Breathe into your legs and feet. We let go of our paths. We let go of all possessions. We ask that someday when it's our turn to die, that we're able to let go of this earth, of everything. We are are able then to let go of the body with no fear. We ask that all fear is removed around safety. We ask that when our time comes, we're able to just fall into the arms of the angels and let go. We ask if our body is ever in an accident or sick, we're able to just fall in the angels' arms and help them by releasing all of our fear and ask them to heal us. We ask that we're able to then move easily and gently, gracefully into the light. We ask that you help us to master letting go and trusting. We ask that we're always filled with your light and with your love. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to the light. This is Ariel Hardy, Energetically Speaking. We hope you've both enjoyed and learned from this edition of Energetically Speaking. Please join your host, Ariel Hardy, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave channel. We'll see you then right here.